0: everyone. That is an introduction of all introductions for Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. It's high school game day. We're live here at Durham Field. Shout out to Sergeant Matt Andrade and the drumline director and his drumline. I mean, they were absolutely fantastic. We're getting that college football, high school football feel. Thrift Berenger, alongside my partner in crime, Richard Holgers. Richard, is this what you expected when you came up with the idea for high school game
1: day? Oh, absolutely, Thrift. That was a great introduction, and we're here at the county once again. And I'm excited because this atmosphere, you cannot beat it. Look at our backdrop, trip. with me. We have the Water Tower right here in Harris County, Hamilton, Georgia. It's Friday Night Lights. It's time for high school football.
0: It is time for high school football. And we got a great show lined up for you for the entire day today. First off, let's talk about last week's game, Harris County versus Russell County. I'm going to say it one more time because now I'm here in the county and the people can hear me. Harris County is a sleeping giant they ever get everything going right in the right direction, I promise you this team can be a force to reckon with. They're one of the premier schools in the, in the Tri-City area. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Last week they took on Russell County. Last year they lost to Russell County by two touchdowns. This year they won in incredible fashion on a game-winning kick. You were there for that call. Talk about
1: that moment, Richard. It was surreal. A walk-off field goal, 35 yards by Shellnut to win the game, just pandemonium down on the field. I even saw some students try to storm the field, and we tried to end the broadcast, and it was great. And I appreciate Kutsu Sports, Rick Beach, everybody in this community for sharing that moment. I mean, it's got over 10,000 views on social media, and it really, it's really what this is all about. It's really promoted Harris County, and and we're back for a second week in a row.
0: And it's a big-time game. We got Harris County taking on Shaw. Now, I know everyone, no one's living under a rock. We know what happened last week. I was there for the call for Carver versus Spencer. But this right here is the beauty of high school athletics. This is the beauty of high school football. This is the positivity that we are going to try to shine a light on for Georgia, Alabama Sports Live. So we had some great games last week. We talked about that on our show we do on Sundays. Uh, quick update about Sports Visions. We got a football awards luncheon coming up in December. We're going to have Harris County and all the different uh, high school football teams being represented. During that, December the 7th, if you want to be involved, contact me or DJ Jones, and we'll be live on Monday for to 6 p.m. on the Sports Visions radio show, talking about this game and more. But before we have our next guest on and before we have the band play us out one more time, I want to recap a little bit of last week's games very quickly. We had two games last night, or actually three if we want to count, Opelika. Manchester, Turk on Columbus, they obliterated them 54-3. I mean, an absolute travesty. Columbus high. We saw them improve against Jordan, but obviously Manchester, being the number two team in the state, they were number two for a reason. They took care of business at Canette. Columbus, they still got a lot to play for, but they were no match for the Blue Devils of Manchester.
1: The Manchester Blue Devils 2-0 on the season after defending, beating the state champs Bowden in the first week, taking on a 3A school in Columbus, and I was actually at the game at Canette Stadium, and they just completely dominated the game from start to finish. 2-0, 2-0, and I think that Manchester can compete for a state championship. I
0: think they can, too. It's Blue Devils versus Blue Devils, and the Blue Devils won. The Manchester Blue Devils. Um, Northside took on Hardaway, 42 to nothing. and we talk about this. Hardaway needs to be in the same category that you put Jordan and Kendrick. It, they may not get the wins on the field, but it's about improving every single week. They are improving, and they've had three juggernauts. They played... Carver, the first game, Troop County last week, and then Northside this week. All three of these teams are playing for state championships this year. Obviously, they were manhandled 42 to nothing, but they're getting better. Bobby Gary, the freshman, he's improving every week, and I like what Coach McKenzie's doing.
1: Northside has an experienced quarterback in Caden Clay, and he's only a junior. And they're not missing Malachi Hosley at all, Thrift. They got a running back by the name of Kingston Rivers, had two touchdowns, including a 50 yard strike to the house. It looks like Northside has reloaded and they've got some talent and the fans travel well. They Packed Otis Spencer Stadium last night, and it seemed like it was a Northside home game.
0: Yeah, well, that's awesome, and we, we cheer for Coach Orpeza and, what, and his program at Northside. By the way, Kingston Rivers, shout out to Jonathan Rivers, his dad, who played at Shaw during that 2000 championship, played at Auburn, and now his son's doing great things for Northside. All right, so before we have our next guest on, we have the drum line playing another set for us, and again, thank you so much to Sergeant Matt Andrade and his drum line. They are fantastic, and they just brought a whole new element. So all the other schools we go to, you better step it up. Harris County is bringing the heat. that we had behind us. Incredible. Thank you so much, Rick. And if you think Harris County, you better thank Rick Beach. How are you, man? Good, man. How are y'all? Doing excellent. That's thank enough. you so much. This is your brainchild. And I was asking before we went live, I was like, All right, where should we have the cheerleaders? He's like, man, put them in front and have them open up like a transition. And I'm like, Rick, I'm about to put you on payroll, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, we're
2: doing a big up in the county now.
0: <laughs> no doubt about it. And by the way, you see in the background Kissing 99.3 PMB Broadcasting. They're one of our sponsors. Barrel Bryant, he actually lives in the county. Everyone loves Barrel Bryant. Also, shout out to Brian Thomas, Lori Lee, all these people that I work with at PMB and Kissing. Thank y'all so much for being part of our broadcast and live stream. All right. Without further ado, we had you on, Rick, on Tuesday for our preview show, but those who didn't tune in and don't know, who the heck is this guy, Rick Beach of Katsu Sports? Rick, I'm going to let you tell him your story. What is Katsu? How did you come up with a name, and how did you get involved with Harris County Athletics?
2: Yeah, well, really, we had, I mentioned the other night, we had a Georgia Bulldog podcast, but let's be real, how many Georgia Bulldog podcasts is there? There needs to be a way to cover more sports. Um, So me and my buddy that were doing the podcast wanted to do local sports, rather be you know phoenix city columbus now i live in harris county myself know a lot of people up here in harris county at the high school so i reached out to zach Moss, who coincidentally is coming on in a little bit who was football coach at the time got me hooked up with jamie fox and i just came to one game it was an inter-squad scrimmage during covid right. fell in love and i was like i want to cover harris county so it was i was at every harris county football game and it bled over to more sports uh, getting relationships with the assistant coaches the coaches the little league, youth right. sports, and pretty much promoting anything Harris County. Right. And wanting people to know that there's something in Harris County that's not just cow pastures that some people <laughs> want to. That's what they think.
0: It's in the middle of nowhere. We got some backwood country folk that yeah. don't know anything. No, that is not what represents Harris County.
2: Right. so there's a lot of athletics in Harris County is really on the rise and it's always been re- pretty good. Right. But it's exceptional. Like we we're going to mention with Zach later, the state runner up in flag football. You have the shotgun team was ranked nationally. You have all you know, uh, Final Four for the softball last season. You have the indoor facility that's being built. You have right. tennis courts that's being built for the tennis team. There's a lot going on up here. Right. And I wanted to be in on it.
0: And well, you've done a great job. And actually, me and Rick actually met um, at an Auburn game last year. Yeah. And I, he came up to me. He's like, "You work for Sports Vision." I was like, uh, "Who is this guy? <laughs> who, who's who's talking to me right now?" I'm already, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm trying to get to see who, who are the people I want to get to know. And I'm glad I got to know my friend Rick Beach, and we've been friends ever since. And he was on the call last week for that Russell County-Harris County game. And let's start talking about the history of Harris County athletics in general. Okay, You have you've really started covering them in, in 2020, but there is history back there. This is yeah. a really good program. Jamie Foxx was a coach before Tommy Watson. Talk about what you've seen in the progression with Harris County football specifically.
2: Well, the football team you get – like I said, with the indoor coming in, you get more kids. The uh, construction coming on, the growth of Harris County is affecting every sport, especially football, because it's your biggest roster. Right. So you're having more kids. Um, Coach Fox had a great program. He inherited a good program, and it's been kind of on the basis of growing. Um, last year was a little bit of a growing pains with the coaching change. Right. And it's a little bit of a philosophy change with the coaches that you went from is you know from running gun. You're bringing in a former uh, offensive lineman. Coach Watson played at Mississippi State. He's a center. He's an offensive lineman. He wants to run the ball. We saw it last week they line up in the power tee, and they will run it on third. And it's like watching Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech. They'll run it in any situation, and, you know, they get it sometimes. So it's a little bit of a culture shock for people that watch Jamie Foxx's teams and the five wide, the wide receivers running all over the place to what we have now. But you get, you have the kids to run any system you want up here.
0: And, and we've seen, like you talked about, it takes time, Rick, right? to put your culture in place, lay your foundation. Because people are going to say, well, this is how we used to do it. Well, it's okay. no more used to do it when you have someone. And it takes some time to do it. Um, and now we're in year two of the Tommy Watson era. Yeah. We're seeing the progressions week by week and a big-time win last week against Russell County. And you know, let's talk a little bit about this 2023 team in Harris County, and then we'll talk a little bit about Shaw with you, um, Richard. Rick, we'll start with you with Harris County. Uh, talk about the quarterback. Talk about uh, the Teo. The the not Teo.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, we literally talked about Human. Human. Yeah. Mateo Mateo Human. Yeah. Correct. Okay. All right, because oh, yeah. we literally talked about this. Yeah. Don't butcher someone's <laughs> name, and the first thing I do is butcher someone's yeah. name. I'm gonna stop talking and you just tell us some of the key players for you're gonna be looking out for in tonight's matchup.
2: Well, on offense you gotta look at Matei Human, the running back. He's a linebacker by trade. That's what he's you know in the recruiting services as. That's what he plays mostly. Last year he came on every night in short yardage right. as a fullback, but he looks to be more of a A-back this year when that Power T formation is out. They will get the shotgun a lot. They got Q Williams and a McGill, uh Miguel. Uh, we said it earlier, same thing we just did. So, when Miguel's back there, you'll see him run the ball a lot out of the shotgun. He'll be in that power team, but they put the big defensive tackle, TJ Johnson, in the fullback spot, and they run it with Human. We do expect to see Levi throw it more tonight. I expect to see a vertical game. He's got to develop that before region play starts, because I don't think you could be one-dimensional going into playing Northside, Northgate, and the other teams in the region.
1: And McIntosh. And, by, by the way, they're Northgate and McIntosh are both 2-0. and yeah. And there you go.
0: And McIntosh actually is ranked in the top 25 for all schools yeah. across the state, no matter the classification. That's Harris County side. Let's talk about Shaw now. We talked about Coach Tommy Watson taking over, played at Mississippi State. Great job introing him, uh, Rick. But now let's talk about Shaw. Coach Johnny Gardner, uh, related to Charles Flowers, the legendary coach for the Shaw team. We'll be given our, the list is what we're going to call it. And we're going to give our top five Harris County players, Rick is top five Shaw teams, Richard is, Let's talk about this Shaw program, talk about some of the key players, and talk about what Coach Gardner's done in only two weeks at the helm of the Raiders program.
1: Well, Nicholas Bates comes back as the starting quarterback. Shaw is coached by Coach Johnny Garner. He was the defensive backs coach at Carver under Pierre Coffey last year. He's a Northside graduate. He's a young coach. He's 28 years old, but He is the type of coach that has motivated his players, and uh, they've looked good in the Jamboree game. And uh, beating Kendrick last week, they looked really good. It looks like they developed a passing game with Nicholas Bates. Uh, His favorite target is going to be Jacobius Mason. He's going to be a a pretty good tight end. And, And Shaw is a type of team that they're trying to get back to their days in the early 2000s, where they were the dominant program here in Columbus, as we will talk about. The top five Shaw teams, and, and uh, spoiler alert, they're they're all from the two thousands. I was actually doing <laughs> my research to try to figure out which was the well, best. Well, I told you to only
0: pick the top from two thousand. I didn't want to go farther back. Yeah. Honestly, heck,
1: that that's okay. As we, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, we got we got a drone flying. No, no, it's great. This is what college, fo- I mean, this is what high school football is about: is having the drone, having the Shaw players uh, practice and uh, kicking field goals and. And uh, we just got to be on the Ps and cues. Small Just a little bit.
0: And we're going to actually see probably some of these Shaw guys walking behind us. But is there anything else, any other key players, Coach Gardner and his system? They go from Blair Harrison last year that is more of a Tommy Watson type offense. Rick, that likes to run the ball a lot to now uh, an ump-tempo type team. Uh, Talk about what Coach Gardner's offense is looking like. You were able to cover them.
1: Well, Coach Gardner's offense is going to be more throwing the football. I mean, they do like to run the football, but they are going to try to – get the option going, and uh, throw the ball down the field. Like uh, Nicholas Bates, I mean, he has already had two touchdowns on the season, and, and Shaw is one play away from being 2-0. and I mean, they had a 15-2 to lead against Marion County, and they lost the game on the road. It was a hostile environment, 16-15. to Wow. They bounced back last week beating Kendrick, um, and they have not played a home game yet. This is going to be Shaw's – as, wow, they're kicking field goals up the upright. Yeah. And uh, – Okay, so Shaw has not played a home game yet. <laughs> I guess that and kissing
0: 993 band's is going to be giving some love from the football. A little story. bit of some love, I know. They but stay
1: focused right here. Get a shout-out, and uh, Shaw has not played a home game yet. And so this is the second time that Shaw has played Harris County up in the county back-to-back years. They went up to Harris County last year. Remember, Shaw was 2-0. and Going into that game, Harris County was 0-2. It yeah. was a must-win game for Harris County, and they pulled out the win. It was one of their two wins all season. Well,
0: thank you, Richard, for previewing what should be a fantastic game. It is Shaw taking on Harris County, and I'm excited yeah. to see what's going to happen in a big-time matchup. And you're seeing Shaw U going back to the level that we expect him to be at in Harris County becoming one of the top um, schools around the area. And as you can tell, guys, we're, we're, we're trying to
2: – One eye looking out for the yeah. ball, one eye looking out. Just making sure there. that we're
0: not about to get busted in the face as we're sitting here doing high school game days. But – Without further ado, though, um, let's talk about our list, all right? So, we come up with a new segment now here on High School Game Day. It's a list of the top five players from Harris County, top five teams from Shaw. We'll start with Rick Beach of Harris County. I already know one of the names you're going to (laughs) say, but I'm interested in seeing the other ones because we got some NFL players still in the league now that that play for the Harris County Tigers.
2: Right. If you're looking at five teams, maybe not having Harris County, we don't have the history of, with state championships and runner-ups or even deep playoff runs. That hasn't. But the player-wise, I believe Harris County top five players would go toe-to-toe with top five from anywhere. Watch out, equipment. Yeah. Anywhere in the city of Columbus or maybe other than Central, it they could possibly go toe-to-toe with Central when you look at NFL careers. Right. So really, right now, one from just a couple of years ago, he's currently at Western Kentucky, with K.D. Hutchinson. You know, he had a big kickoff, opening kickoff of the first round of the playoffs at Dutchtown. Big upset. We had a road playoff win. It's pretty rare in high school football. We went up there, beat them, and it all started with KD. He had three touchdowns that game. He was electric. So he'd be my number five, number four. D. Rock Brooks, currently on the coaching staff. He went to Western Kentucky. Signed with Cincinnati. He played with uh, the Saints, Buccaneers, did some Canadian football before coming up here coaching. I like His it. nephew's He's on the has... team, so he'd be at four. At number three, Taquan Marshall. Oh,
0: got to tell the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets love Georgia- love,
2: baby. Hey, before Georgia Tech, when he was here, it wasn't just football. He was a 5A All-State player, uh, Athlete of the Year. He played baseball, basketball, uh, baseball, track, and football. He was excellent in all of that, Leonard in all sports. He was great. The number two, Jordan Jenkins. You know, he was uh, fourth round draft pick, oh. went to Georgia. Absolutely. Four-star recruit. <laughs> Normally, that'd be your number one player. Right. But number one is going to go Tay Crowder, not just for how he is on the field. Right. But he represents Harris County. Yeah. He went Absolutely. as a running back, committed to Georgia Southern. Yep. Signing day flips, commits to Georgia with no visit, commits to Georgia as a running back. Mark Rick gets fired. He goes the whole season with Kirby Smart as a running back. Right. Three games left, he switches the linebacker. Wow. During the season. Don't get to play. Next year, he's on special teams only. He waits till 19, 2019, after committing to 15, to finally get to play and start. No transfer, he just grinded it out and got drafted. So he started one year, he got drafted, he signed with uh, the Chargers. He recently did get cut, but he's still a free agent looking. Somebody's going to sign him, but he's got the work ethic, he's got the heart. He represents Harris County better than anybody on that list from what his work ethic was. And I
0: think that's a great list, sorry, Richard, and I think One of the main things I want to take away with Tay uh, talking about Tay Crowder. Yeah. He didn't quit. He didn't get deflated because he wasn't getting playing time. And he didn't move. He he said, you know what, I'm not going to be deterred from getting this starting position at Georgia. And now you're seeing a guy that's not playing for the Rams. He was a starter for the Giants. It's awesome seeing all these guys playing on the next level. And it's uh, pretty cool. And that's a great list. That's
2: three NFL players. um, Buford, the stat came out. Buford High School up in Atlanta who has got more D1 players than anybody. They've had one player the last 20 years get drafted. Wow. Harris County's had two in the last 15 years get drafted.
1: Well, Rick, I want to talk about Take One Marshall because let's go back to 2017. That Chick-fil-A kickoff between yeah. Tennessee and Georgia Tech, 42 to 41, it was Take One Marshall's coming out party, Yeah, and it really, Georgia Tech, I think that they would have made it to a bowl year. Uh, they only played 11 games because of the hurricane. They went five and six, but then they won seven games. Yeah. I mean, so Take One Marshall was patient. He got the starting job for two seasons and Just an electric player at Georgia Tech. And
2: shout-out, take one. He's coaching at Alpharetta, so he's on the field getting ready for their game tonight. But shout-out, we still pull him for him, even though he's out there at Alpharetta coaching.
0: Yeah, we love take one Marshall. I've had him on the Sports Vision radio show. This guy's giving back, and obviously he was a a fantastic player for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. That's a great list uh, for you, Rick. And I know we're about to get our next guest on, Mr. Zach Moss of the flag football team. But before we have him on, give me – your top five Shaw teams. This is hard, man, because it really from was. 2000 to 2006, we're talking about uh, an era that was one of the more dominant errors we've seen in the Columbus area.
1: All right, Thrift, starting with number five, the 2007 Shaw Raiders. They lost in the second round of the playoffs. Number four, the 2014, they went 11-2. and They lost in the quarterfinals. Number five, the 2005 Shaw Raiders went 12-2. and They lost in the semifinals. And this was tough to determine which one would I want to go. Obviously, number two, we all remember the 2006 Shaw team that lost to Peach County in the championship game. But remember, in the semifinals, they defeated Carver in a thriller of a game, 18 to 16. And the number one team, obviously, the team that wins the championship, the 2000 Shaw Raiders led by head coach Charles Flowers. Yeah,
0: I think that it's a great list. 2000's really good. I remember the 2016. Uh, they played Carver in the semifinals, as you mentioned, and then end up losing to Peach County one of the quarterbacks, Cam Greyhouse, was an excellent quarterback. Also played baseball, got drafted, played in the major leagues for the Chicago Cubs. But from 2000 to 2007, I mean, we're talking about elite of the elite. And they're trying to get back to that level. Absolutely. And they think they got the right man in charge and coach Johnny Gardner for the Shaw Raiders. All right, without further ado, let's bring on our next guest. This guy is one of the great young and up and coming coaches. He is the leader of the Harris County Flag Football Program. Right. None other than Zach Moss. Zach, how are you doing? good, man. How are you? Doing excellent. Thank you so much for doing this. First thing we want to talk about is the flag football program. How did you get involved with it? Why did you start it? And then, did you think you were going to be as successful as you've been over these last few years?
3: Man, I tell everybody. Uh, it's kind of a thing. I was coaching football at varsity level and I was uh, with Coach Fox, wide receivers, Coach Howard. Uh, I got out there. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed Friday nights. Uh, me and my wife were expecting our first kid, man. and. Putting a lot of time in in the summers, I I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it, but uh, I also knew I wanted to eventually be in my kids' sports lives as well. Right. And I, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Well, flag football started. GHSA started (laughs) saying that they were going to do flag football. Columbus went and won it that first inaugural year. Yep. And then they made it an actual sanctioned sport. So I. uh, I got with Coach Robinson when he was the AD here and kind of men- mentioned it. If we ever got it, I'd be interested. Uh, well, it fell in my lap. <laughs> he kind of called me and said, hey, it's time to go. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Um, I really didn't expect us to come out you don't know with it being something new you try to take some football stuff (laughs) from the boys and put it in with some girl things and I just had a great group that ended up graduating last year they were sophomores when we started and they bought in man and I told uh, Rick I told everybody I said man if they really put the work in we'll be at the state championship their senior year so we accomplished that so I was pretty proud (laughs) of that. I
0: I was too and that's awesome again Harris County is part of all the Columbus schools we consider this part of the Tri-City area but you're doing a great job rebuilding a great program and now, college teams are having um, flag football. It's an opportunity for girls to get a scholarship, too. You think that's pretty awesome,
3: Zach? Oh, man, that's very awesome. Anytime, as a coach, I tell everybody the day I stop trying to get my kids to the next level to get free education to play something that they fall in love with is the day I stop coaching. So last year, I actually had my first three girls sign, and they're playing for uh, Jason Witten's brother. At, um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome up in Elizabethton, Tennessee. So uh, I thought that was pretty big, you know, so they get to the, pretty much being introduced to some legends up there. Um, and, you know, they got their school paid for it, so that's my main
0: yeah. that's awesome Zach Any questions y'all want to ask before we get on to the Morehouse School of Medicine High School pick them
1: <laughs> Coach how can uh, fans and uh, boosters and alumni support the girls basketball team? Um, so these
3: these, uh, these first three years it, it, uh, these first three years it was kind of tough um you know with it being new, it, it was it was a dogfight trying to get money, raise money. But this year we've done a really good job. Uh, just us going to the state championship game last year, I think, helped us tremendously. Everybody started saying, "Oh man, this is really this is a thing." Um, so. Just come and support our girls. Uh, if you want to see a fun, fast-paced, and gritty game, come watch girls' flag football. Um, they might not wear helmets or pads, but I promise you, they are going to go 100% every play. I love that word,
0: gritty, especially when they're talking about high school girls' football. Like you talked about, these girls compete. Don't let it get, it, don't get it twisted. They will come after you and knock your head off if they need to, especially to win the state championship. All right, it's time, without further ado, for the Morehouse School of Medicine High School Pick'em. And, Zach, I'll let you look at some of the games that we're going to be picking. So, Zach, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to bring up the games, and then I'm going to have Rick, you pick first, then Richard, and then, Zach, you'll pick last. Also, you'll be the – Helmet gear picker, so I think we kind of know where you're gonna go, but it may be
1: a shock. You may
0: switch it up on us. All right, first game we are gonna start with is Glenwood taking on Fort Dell. The Glenwood Gators, we were there for them against Pacelli. They won, manhandled them. Then they took on Brooks on the next week. Back to back private schools around this area dominated them. I think they're the premier private school football team around the area. They take on an undefeated Fort Dell team. I don't think Fort Dale can nearly match up as well as Glenwood, but where you're going, they are on the
2: road. Rick, you're first. It's going to be Glenwood. I don't see them slowing down. They got too much momentum going.
1: Glenwood, too much Dallas Crow too much Carter Judah. I think that that offense is going to be firing on all cylinders, and Glenwood's going to go 3-0. I I hate to
3: follow them in the same footsteps, but I'm going Glenwood, too. I got to watch them a little bit last week against Brookstone, and they've got a powerful offense.
0: Yeah, they do, and listen, Zach, the last two weeks we've done this, we've had multiple times where all four people on the panel are picking the same game, so trust me, don't worry about that. All right, moving on from Glenwood, we're seeing the private school right now, FPD takes on Brookstone. Brookstone started off with a loss against Glenwood. Now they're back at home again taking on first Presbyterian day. I think they get back on the right track.
3: What about you, Rick?
2: I agree. I think Brookstone's going to keep going. I agree. I'm picking
1: Brookstone in this game.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with Brookstone. Shout out to Nate McConnell. Yeah. Uh, I know them guys over there pretty well. You know, I think this is their chance to get back on the right track.
0: All right. Let's do these two. I'll do like a combo with these two schools. We got Pacelli, shout out to Dwight Jones, won a state championship last year, love my guy, athletic director Corey Black. They're on the road after getting a big-time win against Tattnall Square. They got dominated by Glenwood the second week. They played a team that that was their only loss last year on the way to the state championship against Tattnall. Got that revenge win. One, they were dominating the whole game. They ended up winning about 15 because the second half scored a lot of BS points. <laughs> um, Pachelli takes on Lakeview. Both of them are one and one. I think Pachelli's still one of the top teams in the GIAA. I'm going Pachelli, Rick. What about you? Sunday, Vikings. Oh yeah, go Vikings, right?
1: Oh, Pachelli Vikings all the way.
3: Yep, 100%. I'm right with them.
1: All right. So we're going to we're going to try to give all the Columbus schools love.
0: <laughs> Calvary takes on Kings Ridge Christian. Now Kings Ridge is a really dominant uh baseball program. Football, they're up and coming. Calvary, they're 2 and 0. I think they're a surprise school out of all uh, them in Harris County the surprise schools around the area, beating the state champion last year in gaps in the, on week one on the road, then winning last week in their home opener in dominant fashion. They go on the road this week against Kings Ridge Is Calvary still stay undefeated. Rick,
2: look, if you in Harris County are youth sports, a lot of the kids that play
1: youth sports they go to Calvary, so I'll go with the Calvary just supporting them kids. I like the Luke brothers, Luke Zivak, and Luke Scoggins, the grandson of WRBL news anchor Phil Scoggins. That's a great combination. Calvary, Coach Emmanuel Brunson has got them playing hard. And really, they just continue to improve as he develops his players, and they're going to go 3-0 and get a big road victory.
3: Exactly. Uh, I'm not really aware of how Calvary football is, but I see <laughs> these two guys. and I'm gonna go
1: with Calvary. Yeah. Okay, we're
0: saying all Newt, all Columbus schools, all Columbus Tri-City schools. All right, the last couple of schools I do want to touch on real quickly. We're gonna go Smith Station and Central. It's the backyard brawl. This is these two teams hate each other. It's six roads, what is it six miles of six
1: miles open uh, like a road. Open
0: like a road. Smith Station got dominated last week against. Pittsview, correct, or Pleasant, Pleasant Grove. Pleasant Grove. And they got dominated 54-3. to Central, obviously. Andrew Offwood, who came from and threw five touchdowns, 400 yards. They got Carmelo. Um,
1: Cam Coleman. Uh, Cam Coleman. Why
0: no, don't I say Carmelo?
1: You Carmelo just, English actually went to Yeah, um, Carmelo's already Michigan. graduated. Cam yeah. Coleman,
0: the top player in Alabama. So Central. I think they're going to dominate this game, and it's at home. You going Red Devils or you going to go Panthers? Come on, pick it up, set,
2: Rick. When, when was the last time Central didn't dominate this game? that has been like years. What, 2017, yeah.
1: maybe? So, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think there's any way that don't happen again. Usually, when you have a rivalry, it's usually back and forth. This has been a one sided rivalry for years. Uh, last time Smith Station went to Garrett Harrison Stadium, they lost 58 to nothing. And you know, Smith Station's got a new head football coach. Jackson Greer, their two year quarterback, has already graduated. I think Central wins, and Central wins big.
3: Oh, I'm going to go different. I'm going to pick the underdog. I want to go Smith Station. New, Whoa. New, new head coach this year, right? Okay. Yeah. New head coach like this that. year. Let's, let's, let's get on the, uh, a new foot for their program. Start off pretty strong, and let's just go get the red devil.
1: Thank you, Zach. I, just say one you what, Zach, you really fired up the Shaw team <laughs> over there. They thought that's, that was awesome to
0: pick an upset right now. All right. It's time now. Uh, you know what, no, I'll throw it in there. I didn't want to, but it's such a big matchup. Troop County takes on Callaway. Oh, yes. Both of them are top five schools around the area. Troop County's got tail tied. Rick, you saw them firsthand. Yeah. Troop County on the road at Callaway in a big-time robbery. Where you going?
2: It's going to be Callaway, I think. Shout-out to Jamarcus Holmes, wide receiver. Well, DB's coach, he was wide receiver's coach for a couple years up here. I think the big win that has last week in Cedartown, they're going to keep that momentum going. And uh, Todd, as good as he is, I think it finally comes to an end this week.
1: I'm going Troop County. I think that the Troop County defense is underrated with Noah Dixon and Qua Birdsong. I think that they're going to neutralize Cam Coleman and keep him in the pocket and make him make a mistake. But it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to go down to the wire. And I expect the entire town of LaGrange to be at Callaway Stadium right. tonight. A big shout-out to Kevin Eckleberry of BTV Sports. I know that you know I work in LaGrange, so I know it's a big deal right now in LaGrange. And Callaway Stadium is going to be rocking tonight.
3: Oh, yeah. Like uh, Rick said, shout-out Coach Holmes. That's McBoy. boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Callaway. I watched him last week beat uh, the defending state runner-up. Uh, Quarterback came in in the game, freshman quarterback for Callaway. He's just as good as the starter quarterback, so I'm going Callaway all
0: the way. All right, Callaway and Troop leads us to now our big-time matchup. I'm going to move these helmets over here, but... Let me give you a little intro. We got Shaw. They're coming back from the dead. They got a guy in Johnny Gardner, who's related to Charles Flowers. He's trying to bring back Shaw U. We got the sleeping giant. Harris County. Big time win last week against Russell County. We got a matchup of all matchup. Harris County taking on Shaw. Rick Beach, where are you going?
2: That's going to be Harris County going to keep the momentum going. Got oh, okay. Four straight home games. This is number two. Let's keep it rolling this week. You know
1: you can't pick. Give me the Sports. keys to the game. The keys of the game is that the Shaw Raiders can neutralize the run with Matei Yeomans. You know Harris County is going to, one, run the football. Levi Watson is going to try to run to the right and run to the left. And Shaw has got to make Levi Watson throw the football. I think that Miguel Silva, is they're going to use him as a wide receiver, flat back in the backfield, a jet sweep, but it really could be a defensive battle, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun game, and and Shaw has got a lot of momentum. You also got to factor in. Harris County had just an emotional win last week against Russell County. Could that factor in the way they play today?
0: That's a good point. All right, Zach, without further ado, you pick up the helmet that you are going to pick. You're our third, week three, um, game day picker. Without further ado, Zach, where are you going, man?
3: I think Shaw, you know, I think they always are going to have really good athletes, but I've watched the past two games with uh, Harris County. The O-line gets a really good push. If Levi can hit his screens on the outside, force some DBs out, uh, then he can run it down their throat. Um, with that being said, i obviously got to go with my boys <laughs> at, at Harris County. There we go. He's didn't even gonna right. put it on. Thank you,
0: Zach. There All we right. go. He's ready to load it up. You Thank go. you to Zach Moss. Zach, I hope you have a great and good luck on this season. I'm hoping to call some of your games for flag football. Rick Beach, he'll be on during our broadcast. As always, from Richard Holders, I'm Thrift Baringer. Thank you, Chris Gates, for producing. It's high school game day. We're about to go live at 730 for Shaw versus Harris County.